Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We are live on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6. And if you don't catch us live, download us, man. Seems to be the way to go, yeah. JB. Hey, it's a, it's a new era of consuming yeah. stuff like more, this. More yours, right? Not mine. I don't know. I'm getting old. I remember the, the, the oh. dial turning in the car. <laughs> Do you? Yes. <laughs> Cranking it. And sure, mine, not yours. <laughs> Lots of people going to YouTube after the show is done, too, and watching our shows. So it's nice. Nice to see. Love really it. good to yeah. see. So anywhere you get your pod, please uh, download us if you get a chance. And as always, today, tomorrow, Friday, from the Metro Convention Center, uh, we'll be there live and in mm, color. We will. Text us 590-590. Any comments, any questions? You know, wear a whaler's jersey or a tux? You got a plan for the, <laughs> what are you going to wear down there? A whaler jersey. Whaler tux, maybe? Combo. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, we got a jam-packed show again. We do. Seems to be that way uh, during All-Star Week here. Uh, we're going to talk uh, Curtis Joseph in about Curtis. half an hour. We've had him on in the past. Absolutely love talking to this guy. Do we have him on Zoom? Is he, is he joining us uh, video? I think or do we're we going to try to get him on right. Zoom. He's moving. He's I shaking. I sent the request on Zoom. Okay. So. He's, All right. He's no. in town. He That'd flew in, I think, today or yesterday. So he, he's loaded up with appearances. So I don't I'm know sure. for sure where we're going to catch him. And uh, hopefully it is on Zoom so we can see his pretty face. Uh, but uh, looking forward to Curtis Joseph in about 25 minutes. Uh at the top of the hour, we're going to welcome in uh, Emily Kaplan as well from ESPN. Of course, all the big shooters, ESPN, TNT, they're all here in Toronto uh, getting ready to uh, cover the NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she'll, uh, she'll join us in amongst many topics. We'll include expansion, which, guys, I'm hearing is growing legs. God. Yeah. 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 How many teams is too many teams? No kidding. Uh, and in the second hour, Patrick Alvin, general manager with a new contract yes. out of Vancouver, will join us. But in the meantime, away from the ice, away from the NHL All-Star Weekend, uh, the biggest story remains uh, that lawyers now representing Calgary Flames forward Dylan Dubé, Philadelphia Flyers goalie Carter Hart, New Jersey Devils forward Michael McLeod, and Devils defenseman Cal Foote have all confirmed the charges and statements shared with Sportsnet. Uh, so we're going to welcome in uh, Katie uh, Strang, who does a terrific job as one of the lead investigative reporters for The Athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'll shed some light on where this story's going and how quickly it gets going here. Mm-hmm. Just seems... Uh, just seems... Like people have been waiting forever for any information at all. And you know, over the last little while, I mean, there's been nothing on this. Yeah. And then, poosh, like floodgates. Yeah. You know, and there's great sensitivity with the topic. Um, you know, not just because you want to get everything right, because, you know, these are a lot of people's lives at stake here. You know, so we'll... Uh, all right, well, we'll get to Katie here in a second and ask her what she knows. Okay, Katie, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. We know you're uh, real sensitive on the timing here, so uh, let, let's get right to it. Uh, just your initial reaction, Katie, to 
to what has been really a, a very quiet uh, lack of information, say, in the last 6, 8, 12 months on this, and just how surprised were you with all the, the news surfacing this week that uh, five players have been charged? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple different ways to look at this. Like, I think some people, you know, obviously understood that there had to be some sort of resolution to this matter, whether that resulted in, you know, charges being laid or, you know, or not. Um, But I think the longer that it dragged, it started to sort of feel interminable to people. And I think there were, you know, naturally a lot of questions about why this process was taking so long. I don't think it's probably necessarily unusual for anything, um, you know, that's part of a criminal proceeding to take quite a bit of time, especially if there's, you know, forensic data to review and search warrants to obtain and production orders um, to be applied for and executed. So I, I don't think that's unusual, but I certainly understand, like, the frustration and confusion that I think a bunch of people have been feeling over the last six, eight, ten months. Um, but I think, you know, if anything, this this past week has, you know, been sort of a meaningful, tangible step towards some sort of resolution on the matter and clarity. Yeah, and, you know, I think that's something that everyone's looking for. You know, my understanding is that it doesn't, feel like any sort of conclusion is going to be reached quickly with some backlog in Canadian courts. Do you have a some sort of sense of how long it could take to get a resolution? And while we await that, what would the NHL do with these players? Yeah, so um, from my understanding, and I'm going to offer the caveat that I'm an American, I'm based in the U.S., so there is some significant divergence in Canadian criminal law, in U.S. criminal law, and even in, um, you know, Canada, certain provinces do things differently. Um, But my understanding is that they'll have two different roads and routes that they can take in terms of, you know, assuming this goes to trial, that they can either try this in the provincial court or the superior court, and depending on what which route it takes. Um, The trial has to begin within either 18 months of the initial charge date, Um, whether it's Route 1 or within 30 months of the initial charge date. And to my understanding, that is also not factoring in if the defense, um, you know, appeals for or requests any sort of delay. So I think that gives you just on on its face a very um, sort of stark reminder that the, you know, the legal proceedings often, you know, those machinations do not move along as expeditiously as we often hope to see. Um, And then I think, you know, Rick Westhead reported yesterday that because of significant backlog, um, you can potentially even expect more delays even beyond the initial time frame. We're talking to Katie Strang, senior investigative writer with The Athletic. So, Katie, outside of the the five accused, um, the two or the three major players in this are the London Police, the National Hockey League, and Hockey Canada. We have heard from the London Police. In in your mind, who steps up next? Uh, We've got the NHL uh, All-Star Weekend. Can we expect some clarity out of Gary Bettman and the National Hockey League this weekend? 
I mean, I'd be, I, I certainly think Gary Bettman is going to be asked about this, as he should be, um, in, the, in the press conference this weekend. I will not be there, but I'm sure there will be many journalists who are um, eager to hear what he has to say. I would be surprised if the league offers any comment of substance um, prior to the London Police Service uh, press conference. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure how much more meaningful substantive information that press conference will yield, um, just because those five individuals who have been charged have now been publicly identified. Um, I think in the same way that the London police said that they were limited with what they could divulge during an active criminal investigation, I think they, you know, now that this is going to be moving its way through the courts, I think they will be similarly um, circumspect in what they're able to say. And I would imagine the league probably is unwilling to divulge much of substance either. Katie, is there much in the way of precedent for these guys? Like, you know, what, what should we expect for the, the rest of their careers? I, I guess I'm asking, does it depend on the outcome of these charges? Or is it, you know, would the league ever sort of move more aggressively than the legal system against these guys? Yeah, I think I can, I feel pretty confident in answering that question, which is, is there any possibility that players could face discipline absent a criminal conviction? Mm -hmm. And my, I feel pretty confident that the answer to that is yes, which is, you know, there are certain evidentiary thresholds that you have to be able to prove in a criminal court of law to obtain a conviction. Um, And the league, you know, I think would have a much lower threshold in terms of evidence, whether it's, you know, a, a, a preponderance of evidence, whether it's a majority of evidence, whether it's, you know, sort of the balance of information, et cetera, that, you know, we don't know what the NHL has yielded and found and discovered in its own probe, but it, it's it's certainly possible that they have discovered, you know, elements or will discover elements as part of this potential criminal trial that they could, you know, discern and decide, you know, contravenes their code of, con- like, essentially their code of conduct in what I think um, is referred to in the CBA as, like, you know, running in contrast to, you know, the welfare of the league or any sort of conduct that could cause, you know, detrimental reputational damage. So I do think the league could, you know, act, you know, even in absence of a conviction, but I still think we're probably a long way from that happening. But that said, the the league has been very opaque about, um, you know, I would say the contours of its investigation and what that has uncovered. Katie, you mentioned you're, you're, you're down in the U.S. here, and we know what a story like this around the game of hockey um, and the coverage that it will have in Canada, but how, how big of a story, in your opinion, can this be uh, in the U.S. or, or international here um, when it comes to the media attention? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've certainly, like, had some requests from national news outlets down in the U.S. I mean, I certainly do not think that it um, captivates sort of the nation's consciousness in the same way that it does in Canada with, with you know, like, hockey just being the premier 
sport of interest in this, you know, being something that has transcended sport in Canada and obviously prompted parliamentary hearings, um, federal oversight, you know, institutional reform, you know, all of those things. Um, you know, we, we haven't seen that same sort of ripple effect in the U.S. Um, that doesn't mean that that still won't happen, but I think it's just a, a different scale when you're in Canada. Um, people really are aware of this topic, are talking about this topic, and are keenly interested in this topic, for sure. Do you think the extended fallout that you just sort of referred to, like Hockey Canada lost a bunch of sponsors and you know people, I think the board was fully turned over, has the extended fallout from this sort of already happened and now it's just sort of, sort of down to the players or are there other bodies or people who are sort of, um, whose fates are hanging the balance here as well? No, I, I think we could still see um, significant follow. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to follow this potential trial. It will be fascinating to see who they call as witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, remember that five players um, have been charged, but I just went back and read through the warrant packet today. Um, and in the 2022, like it's called an information to obtain, it's essentially an application for a bunch of search warrants and uh, production orders. The police, you know, sort of testified to the fact that they believed um, that upwards of 12 players were either party and or witness to the incident. Um, so I certainly think there are others who may be um you know, implicated to some degree, even just by association or by testimony they might have to provide. Um, And I think that there are certainly people, you know, within Hockey Canada whose role in this investigation and sort of the fallout and perhaps, you know, any level of containment or, you know, strategizing around messaging around this, all of those things could, you know, (laughs) become uncovered in a criminal trial. It's really hard to speculate as to the scope and sprawl that this that this thing may have. Katie, we know you're real busy, and uh, we, we thank you for your time and, and shedding some light on this topic, and we'll continue to follow you as, as well as sportsnet.ca for all the latest. Thanks, thanks for making time for us. Of course. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Katie. Appreciate it. Katie Strang, senior investigative writer with The Athletic. Um, yeah. So um, Obviously, I just want to know, too, like... Um, you know, not asking Katie questions about the victim here, who is at the center of everyone's, you know, concern and all this, um, you know, can't be a fun time for her. And so in keeping that in mind, not asking too many questions there either, just to respect privacy. It'll be interesting now, just in terms of like how much Gary gets asked on this subject. Mm-hmm. If it's one statement and then it's done with, I assume that he will not try to uh, avoid it, but not say anything more than what probably he he knows at this point. And then possibly early next week, we could see him with something more significant to announce, but I don't anticipate much this weekend, guys. Do you? Well, like Katie kind of alluded to there, it's like, what can he say at this point? You know, we know who it is. We know, yeah, it's... he he's going to give a statement, Kim, yeah. and I bet she takes no yeah. questions on it. I, but yeah, he'll. I think he'll try to not take questions, but it's an open forum, and there's yeah. going to be people down there that are going to want answers. Yeah. They're probably not afraid to push him. Like this is a situation where it's not just going to be sports reporters down there now, right? right? Like this is going to be 
like the CTV city news, like everybody's going to be sending people down there trying to get answers on this. And they probably won't take no for an answer like some other people would. So we'll see, but I don't expect him to be able to just put out a statement. No, but have it be but done. I bet you he reads some sort of prepared thing. And then when he gets asked follow questions, he'll say, I'll refer to my previous statement. We can't say anything else yeah, at this no, time. Right. London police will say nothing because they can't outside of what we already know. You know, as Katie sort of implied, not sure what else could really come of it. And then Gary's kind of off the hook. And, yeah. he, he does, though, guys, he does yield a tremendous amount of power to do a lot of different things, not just with these five, with anybody on a daily basis, based on their activity, based on how they represent them, the league, mm-hmm. code of conduct. Oh, the I league mean, has wide latitude right? to punish for yeah. basically whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think he can also do and say nothing until he finds out if if and when they're going to court and if and when someone's convicted of anything. What's going to be a challenge, I think, is that it sounds like from some other reports that this could not be cleared up before 2026, which mm. is two years from now, which let's just say hypothetically, yeah. these guys were found not guilty I, or whatever. Like, can you keep them out of the league on? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, someone told me that they'll find a way to speed this up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That it's because it's so high profile, high profile, politically tied. Yeah. That they just they they will try to find a way to speed this whole process it's, up. I mean, it's got two of the biggest non-political governing bodies involved in in the country: the NHL and Hockey Canada. Yeah. Like two pretty powerful entities that are very popular in Canada and all that stuff. So I imagine it's going to be hard to keep it as a slow process, yeah. but I'm sure that's probably going to be part of what the lawyer, like it's just going to be, it's going to be a mess. That's yeah. what it's going to be. And yes, yes, indeed, Sammy. Yep. So I mean, we can take a break and come back and all right. You want to, uh, you want to read, uh, you got a couple of, here, let me just find my line up here, boys. Reads for us, Sammy. Yeah. I got a couple of new ones for today. Well, I'll, I'll read the, the hockey night in Canada one here. Uh, it's hockey night in uh, hockey night Punjabi in Brampton, and it's a partnership with the city of Brampton, the NHL, Hockey Night in Canada, and, Puj- and Punjabi is celebrating the sport of hockey on Monday, February fifth, with a free community skate at Gore Meadows Outdoor Rink. Come meet the team, check out the United Hockey Mobile Museum, go for a skate, and take a pic with the Stanley Cup. There'll be food trucks and plenty of games and activities for everybody. So celebrate hockey with Hockey Night Punjabi on Monday, February fifth, from three until eight p.m at Gore Meadows on the outdoor rink in Brampton. So awesome. go check that out. And then we can uh, hit the break and we'll come back and talk some hockey. Okay, you heard my producer. When we come back, we'll talk a little Leafs and then welcome in the seventh goalie on the NHL list for wins. Curtis Joseph yes, will join us. All right. More real Kipper and born after these words. The best Blue Jays show out there, period. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Real Kipper and Born Show. When's Gary Bettman's press conference? Do we have an official? Friday at 1. Friday at 1. You'll be there, right? Yeah, I, I will be there. Is that the fanfare? Yeah. I'll be there, 100%. I'm going down early, boys. I'm going to be there all day. I'm not going to have to pull you off a, a 
a shooting machine or something, no, am I? Can't, for, I'm not, not going to embarrass myself like that, like, buddy. Focus. Focus. I'm not going to embarrass myself Sam like that. playing goal at some fan <laughs> event. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he plays goal, by the way. Um, <laughs> I mentioned earlier, and we got Emily Kaplan at uh, the top of the hour, and we'll get into it as well, but um, he, just hearing a little bit more and more on expansion guys, and I, it's so funny to hear you guys moan the moment I said it. Yeah. Do you think a lot of people feel that way? Kim, yes. This is my actual job, and it's like, God, there's so many teams. You know, who's I, on I watched, Anaheim again? I watched Columbus and St. Louis play a one nothing game last night, and then San Jose and the Seattle Kraken played a 2 nothing game. Morney tag said, he said, I don't think there's a top 100 player on any of these teams. Yeah. That was correct. You it's know, like, there's you, many you teams. You watched last I, night? I gotta be honest, I watched the entire St. Louis Blues-Columbus no Blue Jackets game. I did. I, I mean, what percent of the time were you on TikTok? I was. I had two. Instagram. I had two screens going. I had the, the Raptors on one, and I had the hockey game on the other. I had the hockey game on mute behind me, and yeah. I don't think I looked yeah. up one. I was scared to turn it on. I I break out in hives <laughs> watching Columbus, St. Yes. Louis, in the yes. All Star Week. Like a bad rash. But everyone is on vacation right now. Yeah, all I've texted a million in, people. I'm getting beach pics, yeah. like Valakets skiing. I'm like, yeah. what? what the? Around the NHL, that, it's next, Jordan Beans in Disney World. It looks like it's uh, next year, boys. <laughs> Oh, we're going to make an oath. So it's not here next year. We're taking All-Star yeah. Week golf. The boys are going week. to Pinehurst. Yeah, we're going golfing. There's some that have suggested to me, and this is not a confirmation. This is not what I'm reporting. I'm just telling you. I'm pulling in a Doug, Doug McLean. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. That there was at some point where the league may have suggested to Arizona, you, you, got, a, you got a certain date that you just got to prove to us that you're you're building something, or you, you might need a, sh- a shovel in the ground. And it may have been around this weekend. Hmm. And so, is there a shovel in the ground? I, I, last time I've heard... Is there a land what, what, what do we ask Panger, who's golfing with all of the golf <laughs> yeah, community? Yeah, I don't think there's <laughs> anything of significance right now other than that arena that they're playing in right now as the future of the Arizona Coyotes. All right, so it's... January 31st, 2024, we're doing the show January 31st, 2028, and I tell you, there's a, Arizona has moved to Utah, there's a team in Atlanta and Toronto, a second team, I mean, is it possible? Does that sound like a, how'd I do for expansion? Uh, I don't think you're, I, I think everything's on the table right now. Yeah. I really do. But can I ask you? Why is Atlanta being considered again? Like Atlanta's building a rink. Kevin yeah, Weeks but, is but, tweeting about yeah, it. Yeah, that that rink's coming no matter what, with or without an NHL team. I had heard I that without. last week that that rink's coming. Why? Our boy Buchagross is tweeting about that a year ago or they, something. They, that they, has uh, they just uh, huge market. They want to. They, they a third chance. I don't think they, want to, they want to fail again? Like, I don't think the NHL believes you can be one of the four major sports if you're not in some of the biggest cities in the U.S. Phoenix is the huge market. Houston's a huge market. Arizona, or sorry, uh, Atlanta's a huge market. Like, I think eventually those places have teams. So, Gary Bettman or the, the board or the owners go back to, to Arizona and they say, uh, we're, we're, we're moving this organization to Salt Lake City. But did you see what Elliot tweeted once upon a time? He thought that it's possible a team could go back to Arizona then once they got the rink. Four or five years. Yeah. That's 
that's the feeling that in four or five years, you guys want to build a rink. Uh, we're happy to go back there, but it I, won't. You can't run a league like that, can you? Yeah, you can. Absolutely. So many teams, 40 teams in this league at some point. And don't, don't I don't think it'll I'm be. Get back in I, shape. If, if something like that happens, it, I would be surprised if, that if, other if, city. if uh, the owner of Arizona got a chance to sell it to Salt Lake City. I think it goes back to the league. Yeah. And then the league sells it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would make sense. That would make sense. They need to be able to collect yeah. their billion dollars here. And Houston's, Houston's very much out there. And then you had mentioned a second team in Toronto with we don't know how we don't know what the Leaf ownership group's going to look like in two years. One tech company owning them, are they still split? Does one go off and do something else? Kipper, you talked about certain things that like this is going to happen, isn't it? Like I, I just I feel, <laughs> you feel like you're going to be really yeah, like point. you've mentioned this enough where it's like. Uh... But this is the start of how something like this happens. There's dribs and drabs of like, you know, I could see that. In the past, Gary wouldn't have anything to do with it. Commissioner Bettman wouldn't have anything to do with the talk of of invading in the Maple Leaf territory. With good reason. You're you're protecting your biggest stakeholder in the league. The most powerful one. the, The one that generates the most revenue. But if they've come to an understanding between Bell and Rogers to move forward in a different direction, then it could open up a second team in Toronto. It's like the live golf PGA thing. No one thought it was possible until it was. (laughs) Until it was. And your initial thoughts to a second team in Toronto. Love it, love it, love it. Would you jump ship or stay at least? Of course not. It would be my favorite thing in the world would be to make fun of the people that do jump ship. Well, I can't tell you the amount of people who would be dying to do it. You think Didn't so? You, oh, did, God, yeah. People have had their hearts broken for so long. You grew up in the Rangers and the Islanders. Yeah. Is that not... It's amazing, a, right? A, like they, A close comparison or the best comparison? Probably the best you can do. I, I, I think it's great. I mean, Rangers and Isles fans love nothing more than that rivalry, than hating one another, than, you know, Potvin sucks. And I can't tell you how embarrassing it would be for people who jump ship. Actually... Text in five ninety five ninety. Would you jump ship? I actually, I would be curious to know. Like, let's say this is going to happen, and the Leafs win the cup this year. How many fans then say that they've been rewarded as Leafs fans? Like, how many could you keep with success before the Toronto and there are not whatever's come here. There are not many things more sure in this world than that team winning the cup before the Leafs. Oh God, yeah. Uh, if I could bet right now, they're minus one ten to win a cup before the Leafs. <laughs> no <All right>. question. <laughs> Enough. We got Curtis Joseph. Joining us right now, and uh, hope he didn't hear that I, last I, part. I don't think he wants to jump in on the conversation on a second team in Toronto right about now, do you, Cujo? Welcome, buddy. Hey, how are you, Kipper? Always great to see you guys. Yeah, you good think? to see you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to jump in. I okay. Jump in. Well, like, like, have you ever thought about it? Like, legitimately thought about it? I, if there was another team, and I could be part owner. <laughs> I know. I'm all in. Printing money. Can you imagine? We have such a rabid hockey fan base in Toronto, and it's amazing. And it will never happen because the Maple Leafs are such a uh, historic and, and great franchise. But like, if there was an availability, all my chips would go to the center. Every penny I have would invest in it. Because if you were one tenth of success 
that the Leafs had. You're okay. Well, listen, uh, if someone that uh, knows this market well, it, it's you, my friend, and you've known it uh, as a Leaf. You've also uh, known it as an NHL All-Star. Uh, a lot of the same vibes coming back, not no, not so much as a player, but one as as a fan. So great. I mean, I don't know why they don't have the NHL All-Star game here every three years. Um Lucratively, I'm sure they're killing it. I think the cheapest ticket's 800 bucks, isn't it? Jeez, hey, crazy! Another reason to have tickets. Another yeah. reason to have a second team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lower those prices. Kipper, the only reason I'm on your show is because you said you'd give me two tickets to the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, how hey. was your experience as an NHL All Star? What, what do you remember most from your experiences there? How about this? I I remember the skills competition and being in Toronto, you want to perform and you're the hometown guy. I literally had, I think I had the breakaway competition, Jaeger, Beret, and maybe Timo Stellani. I'm like, well, those are the guys I get? Those are the guys I get? You guys try to embarrass me? It was, uh, but anyway, it was hey, fun. Jammer, it was, what's up? <laughs> Ex-teammate, love this guy. Oh, he's best. the best. Hey, um, what would, um, and, and of course, you know, we, we've seen so many great pictures of you over the years, but the one with you and Matt's on the cover of the All-Star back-to-back, one of my favorites. Mine too. And just before the picture was taken, Matt's is like 6'4", 6'5". I'm 5'11". I stood on my toes. <laughs> and so, so I could be in the picture. And that's exactly what happened. So I, I love that picture. He was Team World. I was Team North America. I was the home team. But uh, I had to stand on my toes back to back. What would uh, what would Marner, Matthews, Riley, uh, Nylander be, be thinking and feeling right now? Is there is there a little added pressure to, to being players of the host besides being in a skills competition? Yeah, there is. Uh, you want to perform well. But you also know that the, the home crowd is cheering your every move. Like anything you do is going to be – You've got everybody, everybody's got your back. So that was the fun part about it. Uh, being at an all-star game in Toronto, so much fun. And uh, the media or and the family requests and everything else are overwhelming. Um, it's going to cost you a little bit of money these days, but uh, um, it, it was great. I, I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. It was, uh, uh, I enjoyed it uh, tremendously. And to be an all-star is, uh, is a great honor. What do you think of the idea that they uh, have put a million dollars up for grabs in the skills contest? Like, I imagine guys were halfway motivated before. What are your thoughts when you see that? My first thoughts are, can the goalie win it? <laughs> that's a great question. And I'm guessing like, no. How can, a, how can a goalie win it? Like, that's what I want to know. That's not fair. <laughs> good <laughs> that's point. That's a really good point. Really we're good gonna, point. We're going to take this up with the league. What Is, are we, chop liver? We play 60 minutes a game, like... Honestly, I want a chance to win that. It, it, it is the equivalent to, to our era, or maybe even before that, of, of winning a car. Can you imagine now a guy uh, making 60, 80,000 in the early 80s and, and winning a car? Do you remember thinking about winning a car when you were in your All-Star Games? Two of them, correct? Well, I was invited to more. I was hurt for a couple, and one was the Olympics that I was able to turn down in case I got hurt. So I always try and clarify that. But in all honesty, getting back to the last point, uh, 
if I'm not going to win it, guys, you got to be cutting deals with me. I'll be like, who wants to win this? <laughs> like, you don't think I'm cutting a deal with somebody going, hey, how much do you want to win? How much do you want to win this? Yeah. Give me the spare tire, something. I'm like, hey, you want to score on this shot? Like, yeah. who wants to? 100 grand, like, I'll stop nothing. You're going to see those deals being cut. When guys go up talking to the goalies, you know something's happening. <laughs> you just mentioned, you know, turning down a few with the thought of, of getting hurt. You think that's in the yeah. back of their minds as well? Like, it would be horrific for one of these guys to, to leave with a, a tweaked groin, pulled groin. But it is a reality when you think about what they're, what they're looking at this weekend. Yes, but generally, like, you tweak a groin, that's okay. You have time. But for me, the Olympics were right after, uh, right after the All-Star game. And I ended up turning it down because, hey, what if you, you, miss, you miss the Olympics? Like, that's not good. So that's the decision you're going to make. In hindsight, I had too much time off, and I should have went to the All-Star game and kept the, you know, playing well going. So these are things, but if you get hurt, you, you don't have a gold medal. We've, yeah, we've talked a, a little bit about the, the Toronto factor of this All-Star game, but I want to ask you about the goaltending for the Leafs in general because Ilya Samsonov had kind of a hard time with some of the mental side of a slump. How much harder is going through a tough time in a market like Toronto? Or did you ever oh, go magnitude. through tough times, Cujo? Uh, of course, yeah. I went through tough times, but fortunately I was at a point in my career and mentally that I was able to somehow be able to get through that. That was one of my strengths. Six foot four was not one of my strengths. So the mental part of the game was probably one of my uh, better strengths. So, you know, when a guy's struggling, you, you don't magnify in the media. I used to tell Jack Campbell that never say you play bad because it will be magnified and you don't want that coming back on you. But um, it is, it's way tougher. I played in other markets as a home team and there's nothing like Toronto, but, but this is the big, but risk reward. The greater the the risk, yeah. the greater the reward. So there's nothing better. And, and fortunately, we were able to play. I didn't think in that four or five years, we get the second most updates of any to the NHL. So we're great. All right. Uh, you got us okay, Cooch, because you broke up a little bit on us. We might have lost him. I want to see if we can reconnect because I really, really like talking to Cujo. <laughs> you guys kids. are fine. You're yeah, okay. No. But you're no Cujo. I didn't stop many pucks in the NHL. Any for that matter. Hey, struck a nerve with this. This uh He's not happy. No, when people jump ship. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Struck a nerve. Text right. line just what, you think what do you lay it up. I'm sorry. Remind me what we're talking about. If about people would leave the Leafs. Oh, as yeah. gosh. No, 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 no. Stay, stay with me on Cujo for a little bit. Hey, <laughs> uh, you think other goalies are sitting there going, excuse me, but, like, I, I can't win a million dollars. What am I standing here? Unbelievably good point. So I don't know how many goalies are in the game, but there should be some opportunity for them to win some commensurate amount, right? All right, good let's welcome in. Cooch, you got us? Curtis Joseph, line three. Oh, we thought we had him, but we don't. Listen, oh. if, if 
If, uh, is that it, Sammy? What do you think, buddy? Do you want me to call him? Yeah, see if we, we can get him on the phone. Okay, well, we can try to call him here. I'll All right, we'll give it one more chance here, and if not, uh, you know what? He's a busy guy, too. I don't want to bug him. Well, so he's in town for the All-Star game, right? Is he like he sure an is, alumni yes. ambassador sort of role? He may have a, he may wear a few different hats uh, this week, but uh, whatever it is, he's the star in what, whatever avenue he Are chooses. Are you going to be around? We've got Thursday night, we've got our Hockey Hall of Fame uh, event uh, around the 67 Toronto Maple Leaf uh, Stanley Cup team. Okay. Friday, you'll be at the fanfare from 4 to 6. Friday, I'll focus on our show. Are you going to go to the game on Saturday? Uh, I'm going to start with a skills competition. <laughs> See how it feels. See how's it, how it goes. And how long my night goes. Yep. Fair but enough. I, I do have a... There's an, parties. I have an appearance Saturday morning. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who booked that the one? skate. The skate? Yes. At uh, what? City Hall for right. Scotiabank. Cool. Are you cutting a ribbon down there? Yeah, okay, the City That's Hall. It. Holy. I'm cutting a man a of the for, people. He's cutting a ribbon on the new rink they're going to be building for the <laughs> Toronto <laughs> yeah. Lease Part de, Yeah. Or whatever it may be. No. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, a few things here and there, but I also want to enjoy it. And the best part about it is just catching up with some familiar faces. You know, Mark Messier will be in town. Nice. Yeah, so. heard there's lots of uh, lots of alumni, lots of people coming to town. There are lots of parties. Uh, I am fascinated by something Cujo said about cutting deals. Oh, we go. We okay, let's give him one more try, Cooch. Wow, thanks, hey. buddy. Better, right? I got a different connection. Okay, um, we were talking about the Leaf uh, goaltending situation. I think uh, you were just talking about Samsonov. Yeah. So it definitely is a mental game, and you can see how it can come and go. And um, you really have to be able to be mentally tough and keep those uh, slumps to one game. Uh, it's hard to do, but um, there's a way to do it. Um, and you got to have great confidence. You can't let it, you can't lose it. Yeah, and so how how do you feel about the coach handling that in the media? We saw Sheldon Keefe with uh, Ilya Samsonov. Generally protecting him, you know, we're always torn, or I am anyway, and if the coach should be harder on guys in the media or take it gently, I think you probably feel gently is the way to go based on you saying Samsonov shouldn't say he's playing bad even when he does. Yeah, uh, for goaltending, it's all confidence. A lot of it is. Um, and literally, you you cannot destroy a kid's confidence. You have to – but he has to be uh, resilient also. Um you know, it's just sometimes it's uh, it's internal. Like you can you can uh, avoid those slumps by being ultra confident. And there's many tricks and many ways to do that. And uh, um, it takes experience sometimes, and it takes uh, some some inner confidence. Hey, Curtis, I, I'm not sure how much you've seen of Joseph Wall, but prior to him having a high ankle sprain, he had some real uh, Curtis Joseph moments. Uh, and the feeling is. When he's ready, he will get some looks again. And is it a double-edged sword here, bringing him back and possibly giving him a chance to take the net on a guy that has yet to play 40 career pro games? Is there such a thing of, of playing with house money where there's only upside with Joseph Wall, or is that something you still got to be protective of? 
No, I like, and Kipper, you know this, sometimes when you're young, you're insulated to pressure. And uh, I like that about him. And he's obviously got talent. Uh, he's growing. Um, I think they made the right move by not making a trade or trying to get somebody. He looks to me like a bona fide, real good NHLer. Obviously, there's ups and downs that he's going to have to go through and work through, but he's got tremendous skill. And uh, sometimes when you're young, you've seen goalies come in and and steal playoff games, uh, like you know, or series like uh, Steve Penny. I mean, there's so many examples. And when you're young, you're insulated to that pressure. So. Uh, sometimes it's a good thing. So as they head towards, uh, you know, another playoff push here, this sort of core has been together for a while. How do you feel about this year's iteration of the Leafs compared to the previous ones that they've headed towards playoffs with? Well, if you think adversity is a prerequisite for winning in the playoffs, then they're all set. Uh, <laughs> been through a little bit, huh? <laughs> yes, which is good. It's never a bad thing. I'm, I'm, I don't put a lot of stock in the regular season. It's whoever's hot uh, come playoff time. And if your goaltender is extremely hot and everybody's firing in all cylinders, you can go right through. So uh, I do like the offense. It's tremendous. I'm a little worried about the defense. But if you have a goalie that give, gives you great confidence, uh, that can be a game changer. So I'm expecting jo Joseph Wall, who's a good kid. He seems like... Uh, to have that, uh, to, to run with it. Um, that's my prediction. Hey, Cooch, I want to ask you about Austin Matthews, who's projected to, to have a 70-goal season. You and your heyday went up against a few 70-goal scorers, an 80-goal scorer, uh, I think, in Brett Hall. How, how do the goaltenders go about going up against a guy like that? Or, or can you? Can you get caught up too much on... This guy's different. This guy's got a shot that can embarrass me. I got to focus more on him. Or is it, no, you just got to have the same mindset of going into any other hockey game like you do. So you always know where the <laughs> Glenn Healy can attest to this. Um, you have to know where that guy is on the ice at all times. And you have to be, when he gets a one-timer, he gets a shot, you have to be there early and you have to have no holes. Obviously, you got to be there early and set up. Also, when you're playing a guy like that in the playoffs, you tell your defense, you tell your players, be close to him. Don't let him shoot. He's the guy who can score. The rest of the guys have a, have a way less percentage to score. So unless you want to lose the game, stay close to him. That's how I remember one playoff series, Yarmer Jagger was on the half wall. And I literally would tell Yuskevich, be up in his face. Every time he gets the puck, be up in his face. And their power play was not as efficient. And that's what you have to do. That's what it takes to uh, to not get scored on on power plays and uh, to win hockey games. It's that one goal. So don't let Jagger shoot. Don't let Austin Matthews shoot. Just be up on him. Know where he is every time he's on the ice. Let's take our chances on the rest of the guys. Yeah, make someone else beat you. That's pretty sound strategy. Um, you know, yeah. I, see, I see you are around a lot of uh, NHL alum and all that there. Um, sounds like a fun weekend. Who, who are you most excited to spend time with uh, here in Toronto this weekend? Well, honestly, I, I love uh, seeing uh, doing events and seeing all my old teammates like Kelly Chase uh, just came in. We know uh, Kelly Chase's fight, so he's over talking to my buddies, and it was so great to see him, and I'm going to spend some time with him now. And 
I mean, everybody's got a different story and a different story with you or a different relationship with you, whether it's a adversarial against each other mm-hmm. or a great teammate. Uh, so for us, I think as we get older, we appreciate um, what we did and we appreciate former players a little more than when we were playing. So this is the this is the good stuff. We don't have to we don't have any pressure this weekend. This is the good stuff. We get to to tell everybody how good we were and, and uh, <laughs> have some fun. And and remarkably still friends with Glenn Healy, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. We were goalie partners and we talked about defensive strategies many many times. So, uh, yeah, Heels is a great buddy of mine and uh, he does a great job for uh, our alumni uh, writing checks to guys who are less fortunate or fallen in hard times. Uh, so we cannot forget the good work that our alumni do. Yeah, no, no, no question about that. I'm, I'm leaving the show right now. I'm coming to find you guys. I'm not hanging out with Sammy <laughs> and JB for the rest of the hour here. I don't here. blame you, man. We'll it's handle not it. fair. We'll handle it. It's just not fair. All right, Cooch, we'll let you go, pal, but we really appreciate the effort of uh, coming on the show and then uh, hooking up when we lost you on the, on the feed, man. You're a good man. Thanks for doing this. Well, I love talking hockey with you guys. You guys are very uh, in the know and very intelligent, and it's always fun. You make it easy for me. Thanks, Cujo. Appreciate that. I might have to buy you a beer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Curtis Joseph, everybody. See ya. That's quite the crew there. Man, I'd get up out of your seat. Yeah. (laughs) We we can handle it. Um, Yeah. That guy's my hero. I was a kid. Cujo. Yeah. Broke my heart bad. Didn't you... Like broke my heart bad when yeah, he left. Yeah. Didn't you love hearing about going up against a guy like Yager and the top shooters and well, just that mentality of yeah. Listen, you you have to take this guy away. Well, but what it is, Kip, is you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs who haven't gone on these deep runs and the way that they're built and how teams would talk about say just make someone else beat me. Don't let it be yeah. Marner and Matthews. You know we'll handle those guys. We'll just make someone else it beat. It does. Me. Like it does give you a sense, though, that if you know the Marners or the Matthews or uh, any other top scorer just cannot get the the same rate going in the playoffs as a regular season, it's because of what he's talking about, how it's amplified, yeah. the tight checking, more time to prepare for one team, the book, sure. yeah. putting the book on uh, on tendencies and shutting that down, and like yeah. we've always said, it's. It, it's easier to defend than it is to score. For sure. That was my role with the Marlies before playoff series is just go through each line, each individual player, identify tendencies, and, and what can we take away and make them beat us with their C option. Sammy, you got Not any more readings option. for us? I do have some reading for you. Uh, the NHL's transformation of the Toronto uh, of Toronto for the 2024 Rogers NHL All-Star this year includes the NHL Fanfare. A four-day family-friendly event from February 1st to 4th with interactive hockey games, special appearances by NHL players like Nick Kiprios, and much more. <laughs> Visit Rogers and Sportsnet for the fanfare to win awesome hockey prizes, have your photo taken at the Sportsnet broadcast desk, and test the speed of your slap shot with the Hart Rogers Hardest Shot Skills Competition. If you haven't already, be sure to secure your tickets at NHL.com fanfare while supplies last. What do they what do they give you for a stick, I wonder, to test your hardest shot? By the way, if you're wearing a pair of 
Stan Smith Adidas uh, on a piece of plexiglass <laughs> with a Sherwood PMP. Well, Good luck getting it up well, there. Well, didn't isn't like the lore that Iafredi did it in flip flops, like 102 in flip flops of wood stick. Here's what I think about that. Yeah, okay. What do you think you could get? Right now. Right now? Yeah. Am I in flip-flops on a piece of plexiglass? I'll give or am you, I on skates? I, I, I'll, I'll give you, a, I don't know, a pair of Kodiaks. I don't know. Run up? Like a skate up to Touch it. Puppies. 83? 83. I don't know. Well, you, Kippy? I don't know if I'd break 80 Maybe right I now. wouldn't. Maybe I'm being generous to myself. I both think you guys I hate were, Both I, you guys I, were excellent at hockey. So. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I hit 90. I was like an 88. Let me skate into one with a, my proper everything. Maybe. No, I could. I definitely could. Jacob, I don't know if I ever Jacob could, uh, Chikrin hit one in Ottawa the other day. I think he hit 106. Something. In game? Oh, in, the, oh, in their in, skills. In, in their individual skills. By but the I, way. But I think, he had, I think he started to skate from the canal. <laughs> it was just a full length. By the way, him in overtime and their winner the other day. He went length of the ice, length of the ice, length of the ice at top speed. Guy like, flies. I can absolutely fly and beautiful, shoot it. Beautiful skater. Obviously. Leafs could use a guy like that. Oh, boy. There is all, there's always been interest since Arizona from the Leafs. Well, that was for du- Well, that was Dewis, but I guess the guy in charge is still no, the same. No, there's still interest. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. How yeah. much? We'll wait and see. Oh, you dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the music? We're out of time. All right. All right. Our thanks to Curtis Joseph, Katie Strang from The Athletic, uh, off the top of the show. Still plenty more to come, including Emily Kaplan from ESPN. Uh, we started t- touching on expansion. We'll get into that with her. And then Patrick Alvin, who signed a new contract with the Vancouver Canucks, will join us in about 35 minutes. So plenty more on the Real Kipper and Born Show. Do not go away.